and talking to our friends. Hello, everyone, and welcome Hi. to the Hellboy Book Club. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Aubrey Loveless. And I'm Danielle. And I'm Drew Campbell. Hey! hey. Drew Campbell. Drew Campbell, Drew. registered oh. Cajun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and... A book club member. And book club member. And book club member. Yes, Drew has been providing us Cajun with feedback... Cajun book club member. ...for like five years. Yeah, five yes. years. You know, something like that, or more, longer. More yeah. longer. Um, we don't know how time start, works. pretty much. Since yeah. the start. Yeah. Since the start. And, uh, OG. And I think that we had you on briefly for the debriefing episode mm. back when we yeah. finished. Um, a brief debriefing. Briefing. Yeah, I can't believe that we haven't actually had you on for like a legit episode. We're going to talk about it's some stuff. It's so, unbelievable, yeah. John. That this is, is really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Glad to be here. We're Excellent. glad that you're here. This is our book club podcast. We're reading all the Hellboy comics. We've read the Lobster Johnson comics, the BPRD comics, Witchfinder. 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 Now Danielle's going to tell you all about it. No, I'm not. Drew Campbell's going to tell you all about it. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> we, uh, we, so we tell you something that we're going to read, and then you read it, and we also read it, and then we talk about it, and we record ourselves talking about it, and then, <laughs> it's true. And then we publish that as a podcast, and then you listen to the podcast. And, and, and while, listen, while listening to the podcast, you form some some ideas of things that you want to say back very formulaic which you yes. then you then either type up in a comment on social media or in an email which is referred to as a hey you damn guys it is. or so possibly even record your own physical voice speaking your comments yeah. Yeah. which you then yeah. send in and then and then we listen to or read your comments and talk about what you were talking about when you were talking about what we talked about when we were talking about the thing we read and that's a book club and that's friendship Back to you, Daniel. Yeah. Beautiful. I, that was beautiful. That was great. Gorgeous. Yeah, really good. Incredible. Back thank to you, you John. Uh, stellar job, Drew. Really appreciate thank it. You. And thank you for all the research assists over the years. Oh, yeah. yeah thank you. Uh, incredible wealth of knowledge there. Yeah. So I'm glad to have you on for this one. My pleasure. We might That's as well a... give him a producer credit at yeah, this point. Yeah, we should. <laughs> yes. All right. I have some shouts outs for this week. Shouts outs. Shouts outs. Yes. Love uh, that for I you. wanted to shout out Lawrence Campbell. Lawrence, Lawrence Campbell. Campbell. Book club member. That's yes. right. Yes. It's his birthday today. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday, Lawrence. We're recording this episode on Friday, February, what is it, 23rd? 23rd. Yes. Don't ask me. I don't fucking know. <laughs> We love Lawrence Campbell. We do. You do. We do love Lawrence Campbell. He's been so sweet to us over the years and so generous with his time and his art. Yeah. Yeah. And all the little post-its and everything. It's just incredible. We have a And we framed every single one of those post-its, by the way. Yeah. We want you to know that. I just got my two back from the framer. Nice. Mm. Okay. Excellent. Mm. Excellent. Thank you, Lawrence Campbell, (laughs) book club member. I love to say that. I just like to say that. Yeah, me too. And now we're going to go on to our listener feedback. Listener Feedback. Listen to feedback. From the feedback. That's right. There we go. You read a story. We talk about it. You hate them guys us. And it's a book club. Get out. All right. We heard from Evan Nobles. Evan Nobles. Book club member. Yes. He said... Hey, you damn folks. Mm. I just finished Miss Truesdale. I, like I loved folks. it. I like folks. Yeah, I like folks, too. You it's just very finished Miss Truesdale. I'm listening. You, listen, you, you finished Miss Truesdale, please. Yes. Continue. 
He said, uh, Very depend- folksy. depending on when you get this, you might have to omit the next two paragraphs in mm, case of spoilers. Okay. So I did. But I, already, okay. <laughs> but I already started my tr- my notes on that episode. So Are we going to come back to this, though? We'll come when back we, to it. Yeah. When we yeah. do the thing? Okay. He did have some stuff relevant to what we have talked about. All right. He said, double frogs. In New World, there are two groups of frog creatures. Mm. We know Abe's eggs hatched into the new species after many years when the hem had been killed and it was safe. It made me think that Rasputin was right when he said that Infer von Klemp would be the mother of the New World. That's from Conquer Worm. Uh, yeah. So okay. um, this is von... some deep lore, and I'm struggling to keep up. But please continue. Yes. So she <laughs> becomes like a frog creature thing when she gets exposed to the oh, gas. Oh, sure, right. Yeah. yeah. Right? No, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. And then so he yes. says, "You're going to be the mother of the New World." I so that now. Uh-huh. he wonders right maybe there. this other species is like possibly her eggs that were dormant all this time oh. or something like that. Sure. But like, I also think. When we go, if you think back to that, didn't they also encounter like a third species of frogs that were like I think, if I may, if I may, I think a wizard did it. I think it's magic. (laughs) I think it's magic. Aubrey? Well, obviously a wizard. Yeah. I think it's magic. But uh, to answer your question, I don't remember. Okay. (laughs) Magic then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was thinking that... um, Drew? I'm trying to remember too. Well, remember. Okay, wait. Didn't like the Cavendish boys like go off with their mom at the end of Sea of Destruction or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's something. I don't know. Well, then they came back in that other story with Roger, and they killed all of them. And then he was like, "Why did we?" do Oh, this? right, right. Yeah. yeah, they were they were like the first frog. I do actually remember yeah, that. Yeah, but what I was thinking is that. There's probably tons of species of frogs. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, like, I was just, you know, this is a new world, and they have all these new species, and there's, like, frog people. I remember... It may not even be different species. It may just be different subtypes and, 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 like, races and whatever. There were the two clans of frog people in Frankenstein New World, but then there was also, like, these kind of um, more animalistic yellow frogs that attacked them when they first came up there remember oh that mm-hmm. could be a different species and i think that there's just tons of species. different ones yeah i think like there's just like i mean sure some of them could be from inger von klemp but i think like there's probably there's just all kinds of different genetic man i hope that there's some that are like multicolored, like the ones in the rainforest sure. right. absolutely like, yeah like pink ones poison and yellow frogs. Be yeah. Dope. yeah poison dart frog people there you yeah. go that's a good one i looked this up there's like over seven thousand species of frogs and toads right now yeah you know? so there you go <laughs> so like in the well, new you world go. you would have story fodder yeah. yeah there you go for sure all different kinds of frog people that would be super fun it's possible you get like <laughs> like toad people and tree frog people and yeah all kinds of yeah he, he also said multiverse they keep showing hellboy taking over the earth and visions they've done multiverse dimension stuff already so i'm thinking there's going to be a hellboy in another realm fucking shit up on a dragon riding demon absolutely as a dragon riding absolutely demon. what do you think absolutely yeah why not i think we all kind of took that for granted is that am i the only one that was just like yeah i mean they keep showing it though that's what we talked about like when we read well, John, Black dream, castle full dreams, of blackbirds dreams or whatever. are messages from the deep yeah so i feel like they've They've kind of they have an ending for Hellboy, and I don't yeah. know. I don't know if they should come back to something that's beyond that ending. I don't know. Right. I think people just really love to draw it, and right. I support that. Yeah, and so yeah. any excuse to draw that is fine with me. Mm. Well, I guess I was. I think just... it was. It, it was always a possible, yeah. a possible scenario, but then yeah. it, it's been then drawn it more impossible. times than the actual ending. I'll say that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, see, when we saw it in Castle Full of Blackbirds, I just assumed it was like because, like, you know, around the time frame of the when that comic took place, people were all sorts of people were talking about that thing, right. you know. Yeah, yeah. So I just figured it'd just fall in line there. Like, if you were to somehow come to this and read the whole thing chronologically, it wouldn't seem out of place. I like how you're all trying to find a reason for it. Other, I mean, come over to the side of. It just looks fucking rad. Let's just put yeah. it in we here. We did it because it I looks rad. A, yeah, and yeah. I think that's why. I'm pretty sure that's the reason. Nice. Everybody wants to get their shot of drawing it. I mean, it would be unfair. <laughs> yeah. It's like that one and the... If you didn't uh, get to. The one where he, he comes to Earth the first time as a baby. Yeah. If they approach me and they say, hey, do you want to do a Hellboy book of some kind? And, you know, I'm like, yeah. Can I draw... The thing where he's riding a dragon yeah. with a big flaming crown. And That'll the be big part horns. of the contract, right? Yeah, you know, just one panel. Can I just a, please, just a little, you know, yeah, just yeah. a little bit of that? They'd be like, yeah, of course. We put that in every contract. Of course, you can. You're actually <laughs> you're obligated to do that. So yeah, you know. no, you're you're totally required. To I do think that. it works out. Is all I'm saying. Thank you, Evan, and we'll hear for the rest of Evan's feedback on our Miss Tuesday. I'm excited episode. for that. Yeah. Yes. We also heard from Julian Zamo. Julian Zamo. Book club member. Yes. He said the reference to going to Greece at the end of the key to it all. That's the Hellboy in love story. Mm -hmm. And spoiler alert, Plague of Loss, which we're going to talk about today, is a reference to the next flashback from the Dragon Pool, which happens, you guessed it, in Greece. I won't tell you the specifics because spoilers, but if you read the novel, you know what's going to happen. All right. Unless they retcon that, I guess. <laughs> but it's like... Which they might... I keep going back and forth on whether I want to read this book, and now I'm like, oh, well, now i got to read it because sure. <laughs> yeah. it's being referenced in the audiobook. But then what if they do a comic that takes place during that, and the, then they change it, and I'm just like, The fact ah. that there's a thing you haven't read is shocking <laughs> to me. I haven't read <laughs> so, all the novels. I can't believe that. Have you read any of the novels, uh, Drew? I've read all of the novels. Oh, wow. Okay. He's you... read all of the novels. Wow. John, so, I know <laughs> completionist. Wait, so are you worried that if you read the novel and then they retcon it with something else, you'd be like, "Ah, oh, I wasted time reading that novel." No, just treat that as an Elseworlds. It's, yeah, a, it's a, like, sure, yeah. It's like no, it's, it's, it's all a, fake. It's so. an that's AU. How, <laughs> no, it's an AU. That's how I need to think about it. It's just it's like an alternate universe. I have such limited time to like, yeah. enjoy stuff. Right. No, yeah, I read them all a long time ago. But yeah, I had a lot yeah. more time to do that kind of thing. Right, mm, right. Okay. Are there any other ones you would recommend beyond uh, beyond that? The All Seeing Eye. That's the one that I like. All Seeing Eye. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I think somebody else recommended that one also. Okay. Very cool. Very evocative. There's also there's also a Lobster Johnson novel. Okay. We're familiar with that, The Satan Factory. Oh. The by, Satan um, Factory? By Tom Snagoski. <laughs> I gotta read this. Oh, cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. that. Sounds dope as fuck. That's a Lobster Johnson book? I gotta read this. Yeah. I gotta read this. Yeah. Julian also said, by the way, I hope you cover Itty Bitty Hellboy in the future. Not sure if there's much to say about it, as it's basically a humor book that kind of reads like a classic weekly comic strip. But I wish it got more attention. It's pretty childish, but in the best way possible. It's very funny and really, really cute. I wasn't expecting much when I first read it, but I laughed out loud multiple times and ended up loving it. it like, it's for kids, isn't it? It is, but like, but it's also like some of the jokes I don't think that you would get unless you've read the comics. So it's kind of weird in that way. Okay. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's, I don't know. So it's uh, not really accessible. I, I think some of it is. I think a lot of it is. Just to anyone. Just Who to, is this for? Yeah, here, I'll show you. Okay. Let's see. 
I've seen pictures of it. I've seen, yeah, that's what, what I'm saying. What do you think about the itty bitty I've seen Hellboy. images of it. I, it looks like for kids, but I guess if it's inaccessible, then I don't know who that's for. It's for kids who have read all of Hellboy. Amazing. Incredible. <laughs> so no one. Look at this. Oh, this is cute. It's really funny, this though. This is really cute. Oh, there's like puppets. Oh, this is cute. He's red. He wears a coat and has a big hand. Big hands? No, just one big hand. <laughs> Amazing. Incredible. This is very cute, and I like this a lot. Anyway, we should cover it at some we point. We should cover it. Yeah, that's a good idea, Julian. Look at Lobster Johnson. Oh, look at Lobster <laughs> Johnson. Oh, man, we should cover this. This is great. I love yeah. this. Okay. This was written for me. <laughs> now i know who this is for it's now for you me know who it's for there you go Aww. he also said i wanted to apologize to benny and the victorian spirits that possessed mark mm. being the third guy sure. to send in a, what is it all about it's still an honor so anyway i, I think what that's all this that's your fault that's our fault all, please what all this goes to show is that we have, we don't have a good memory when it comes to stuff like this. It's just been a lot of episodes. I don't remember what on I a did weekly earlier basis today. over the year and uh, over yeah. the years. Aubrey asked me how my day was. I sincerely didn't know. I genuinely <laughs> didn't know. I was like, I guess it was fine, probably. Yeah. But thank you, everyone, who sent thank us you everyone. In any kind we of audio. We do love but, you, yes. and we love that you sent it, that in and yeah. appreciate you sincerely. Memory problems aside. And I, I like when you. people prompt me to, hey, remember when I did this? And I go, oh, yeah, and I'll pull the audio from that episode. We will do that. Yeah. You know, and I'll be like, yeah, this was so cool. So if you check out Book Club Member Comics on our Baltimore episode last week, we played where Mark was possessed by the Victorian <laughs> spirits. Anyway, it was great. I like that our one and only controversy has been that people love us too much. <laughs> I think that's very uh. sweet. I think that's... Great. We also heard from Thaddeus Papke. Thaddeus Papke. Book club member. This is, uh, I think it's Russian uh, Skrillex or something like that, but I translated it in Google and it says, hey, you damn guys. Yes. Nice. I, <laughs> I finally managed to get my hands on a copy of Kashi in Hell and just listened to your episode on it. I always appreciate all of your insights and perspective on the work, as well as the attention to detail. Aww. I totally missed how Kashi's eyes changed and Matt is right about how there must be some real significance there. Mm -hmm. yeah. I also miss the shapes beneath the Hellboy statue in the epilogue lurking there like a platonic little Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a few thoughts I had relating to your discourse. The hell tree is growing from the sword, but I don't think that could have happened unless it was stuck through Grimori, like an acorn needing to be planted. I think the hole in her through which Pluto was going to arise became siphoned into growing the tree instead. Sure. But her yeah. power was still intrinsic to it happening. Ah, beautiful really gorgeous like that. yeah. that's why it's it a book to, club it had to happen like that mm -hmm. book club member i love that my interpretation for the farmhouse that kashki woke up in at the end was that it was a segment of the new hell the better one created by the actions of both hellboy and himself the hell tree obviously echoes yggdrasil which led to many worlds so does the hell tree i would think and one of them leads to an idealized version of russia as kashi imagined it much like the version of england that we see gray in Yes. I think the plowshare became a sword and the farmer family disappeared because even in the wake of his rebirth, it's simply not Kashi's nature to have a simple life. One thing that always perplexes me with these stories is the ambiguity of death for denizens of hell. I could only assume that death now means some form of oblivion. If this was made more clear in a previous story, I'm afraid I missed it. Mm. Kashi the Deathless has always been a favorite figure from Russian 
lore for me. I even made a board game once where one <gasps> player was Kashi and the others were trying to figure out where he had hidden his death. Oh, cool. Whoa. That <laughs> sounds pretty awesome. Can you share more awesome. of that if you have any sort of like pictures of that or yeah, anything like that? We really would love cool. to see. I was so delighted when he was featured prominently in Darkness Falls and then delighted twice over by his starring role in two miniseries that followed. It is true. Yeah, it is true. It is true. Awesome. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Thaddeus. That was amazing. That was was amazing. Yeah. We're all very excited to learn of the thing that you did, and we'd like to see or hear more about it. Yeah, so what does death mean now in that world? I mean, when you go to hell now, it's just kind of like... What All is right. it? No, I'm more. here. Yeah. It's just kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. I always, I do kind of like the idea that death is actually just oblivion. Right. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. There, <laughs> you know, there's some people that believe it's a doorway to a different type of experience of, consci- yeah. like a different type of consciousness, mm. et cetera. So who knows? Who knows? Oh, this was... sends you into the multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Your mycelium. Uh, we got a Hey You Damn Guys from Paul from Barcelona. Paul from Barcelona. Book club member. That's right. Hey, you damn guys. Thank you for your kind words in the last Hellboy in Love podcast while reading the email I sent you. It made me very emotional. So much that I cried with happiness. Oh, that's really sweet. (laughs) Aw. For real. For me, it's been an honor. And I'm very happy to be part of this community. I'm glad you like the illustration. And I'm deeply honored that you want to hang it on your walls. Right now, I don't have any comic projects in the works, but you'll be the first to know. And of course, I'll share with you, with the community, and the crazy ideas you scattered in my brain. So stay tuned. You'll be hearing from me. Eternally grateful. Yes. Thank you. That was super sweet. Thank you so much. You've absolutely made our day. Yeah, thank you for the artwork. Yes. Follow Parvis Artwork on Instagram. Please do. Follow Mm -hmm. Parvis, P-A-R-V-U-S, Artwork on Instagram. Do it. All right. Um, regarding Hellboy and Love, we heard from Jerry Turnbull. Jerry Turnbull. Book club member. Yeah. yeah. You know it. He said, uh, Flesh for the Ghoul is Hammers the Mummy. Right? So, uh, oh, wait, what? Right, wait, yeah. I, didn't I did not comprehend a single yeah. word you just said. So I was going to explain that. <laughs> Flesh for the Ghoul was the movie that Anastasia and her dad were coming out of. It was their universe's version of Hammers the Mummy. Um, who's that actor that's in all the... They draw him in all the Hellboy comics now. Peter Cushing. <laughs> yeah, Peter Cushing. There okay. you go. Yeah, thank you, Drew. There you go. Drew with... That's, Drew with that's, the save. That's why you're on this episode. <laughs> I'm sitting here just dumbstruck. Yeah, well, so... Well, you asked the question and my brain immediately emptied. Just, yeah. yeah so, <laughs> if you hadn't asked, you'd have been able to... So... Probably not, it, yeah. but still. When we see... When we see that movie, Flesh of the Ghoul, okay. it's basically Peter Cushing being strangled by the Lon sure. Chaney right. mummy, which is what that movie is. Wonderful. So it's like, anyway. Love that for him. I provided all the context now. And Hayden Orr responded. Hayden Orr. Hayden Orr. Book club member. That's yes. Right. He said, I wonder if Peter Cushing of the Mignolaverse might have some interesting ancestry. Because that's what I was talking about. If you, <laughs> if you go back through the Hellboy comics, um, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein, the yeah. one who makes Frankenstein, yeah. mm-hmm. um, he looks like Peter Cushing. Okay. They draw him like Peter Cushing. And then there's another guy in the Witchfinder series. Witchfinder. 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 There's the guy in there. They call him the captain. And he's also drawn like by Peter Cushing. He's also drawn, drawn by like- Peter Cushing. Damn, <laughs> Peter Cushing's an amazing artist. Yeah, prolific, he is. prolific. 
He is drawn by him, yeah. He drew him. He drew him just like himself. What a G. <laughs> what a G. There you go. Jerry also commented about... What else did he comment about, John? Michael Caine being Anastasia's dad. Yeah? They were pretty much like... So I was completely right. You were completely yeah. right. You yeah, spotted he, that. Yeah, he showed us There a was screenshot. literally a screen grab. I don't know what movie it was that, that was exact. from. But it looked exactly yes. like the comic Precisely panel. Precisely oh, the same. That was really yeah. cool, yeah. So I'm right. You're, yes, Anastasia's you're... dad is yeah. Michael Caine. Michael, Michael Caine. I just want to hear him say it. What? I didn't say you were wrong. Nobody <laughs> said you were wrong. Everybody agreed with you. <laughs> Everybody agreed with you. I'm right, John. Deal with it. <laughs> we also heard from Carlo Marchion. Carlo Marchion. Book club member. Yes. That's right. He said... Hellboy in Love is Matt Smith's labor of love, no pun intended. He made a significant contribution to this distinct comic world. Yeah, um, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I really like yeah. all the stuff that he's done so far. He's really amazing. I hope he continues to you know, be on the series. He's got a cheeky little style, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, I really like it. Mark Tweedell book said... <laughs> Mark Tweedell. Book club member. It's a book club member. He said, I'm so thrilled for... <laughs> I'm thrilled also, Mark. He said, I'm so thrilled for Michael Avenoming's William of Newberry. I am sincerely It looks oh, like yeah, so much too. fun. I'm excited. Yes, it is awesome. I think we're all very um, yeah. psyched. We're really for this. psyched we're for that. Stoked. And I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this. Well, I guess there was like a teaser flyer at New York City Comic Con. There was a teaser flyer that he's going to be doing another Hellboy Universe book. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I think they had like little flyers. Do you know anything about that, Drew? No, I just saw that um, the he posted a teaser that got shared on the on the Facebook page. So he posted That's it. All I know about it. So he posted it. Though. Yeah, well, he yeah he posted it, and then somebody shared it into the into the group. Okay, all right. right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited yeah. for that. Yeah, that's gonna be we'll awesome. We'll definitely yeah. have to have him on to talk about it when it comes out. Um, John, I would love to have him on. I think that I'm I'm okay with that. And regarding Omin, we heard from Devin Daniel. Devin Daniel, book club member. Yes, he said, this book was my introduction to Michael Omin. I thought the artwork was oh, good, and then Abe stepped into the water, and my mind was blown. I had posted a picture from yeah. uh, Land of the Dead, one of the Abe Sapien, Michael Omin Listen, stories. I'm more than happy to introduce yeah, yeah, you to Michael really Avon cool. Omin. Yeah, so, Absolutely. Um, it was his birthday recently, so yes. Happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday. Regarding Hellboy and Love... Mark Tweedo said, Hellboy and Anastasia are together from 1979 to 1981. If they do a trade of stories for each year, like they did with BPRD 1946 to 1948, then we've got a whole omnibus worth of romance ahead. Mm. Oh, there you yeah. Go. <laughs> that was pretty good, Aubrey. Um, regarding, <laughs> regarding playlists for narratives, he said Jeff Lemire puts together playlists for his readers. For his comic, Royal City, he did a playlist for every issue. That's pretty cool. That's great. Yeah. That's wild. That's amazing. Yeah. That's I love that. Cool. Yeah. David Aha, the artist for Hawkeye on Matt Fractions, right? Right. He made a playlist. Really? For all the songs that he was listening to while he was drawing it. I, I think it's at the end that. of the Omnibus, but uh, but I think it's also like on one of the streaming services. Oh, okay. That's fantastic. Cool. Yeah. I know when, um, when Murder Falcon came out, Daniel Warren Johnson 
he had a band, I think. Fuck he, yeah. He played in a band and they recorded the songs. <laughs> fucking of, dope. Of tape, you know. <laughs> That's a, awesome. And the songs are referenced in the comic and then you can actually go listen That's to the songs. That's legit. Yeah, so. That, Shit, I, I gotta find that. Fuck yeah. yeah. It's really cool. That's awesome. I, I, yeah. I'll have to link it in the show notes if I can find it. I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Drew but... Campbell, you got any playlists for us? No. <laughs> I'm not, Boo. I, I'm not really. I, I'm a. Boo. I'm a. I'm a full album guy. Which okay. I, okay. I mentioned in a, All right. In a okay. Comment, Boo rescinded. Didn't for the DC death metal they did like a whole album of metal. Songs oh yeah, they did. Like no, that. they did something like that. Why are you asking me yeah, specifically? De- one of the songs is from Deftones. <laughs> oh okay, I haven't listened to any of that. There's a, me neither. There's a Mastodon song on there. Oh, okay. 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 Can you think of any other ones? The comic music stuff like that. I don't yeah. know. I guess that's it. Whenever, whenever we read the crow. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So that's a fucking great soundtrack. Yeah, the crow soundtrack. Yeah, you not gotta... that. I mean, obviously James Abard did not sign off on the fucking <laughs> soundtrack for the movie. I'm just saying it's a good fucking soundtrack. Right. It's Especially like, you know, if you're reading the yeah. crow. Yeah, that's a good one. Also, disintegration is a good thing to listen to. Alternately, if you're reading that. Okay. There you go. That's I like your recommendation. Yeah. Didn't Mark Tweedale say there was a uh, for Harrow County? He made a. Uh, some music or a playlist oh, or something. Right. What was You're that? right. Oh, probably, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler Crook. They, they they made some music for Harrow County. Drew Campbell in. Yeah. Very in the good. Clutch. That's a good one. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. I have to link all these in the show notes. All these one different playlists that we talked about. Book club members, if you've got playlists, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Mouse Guard too. There's there've been a couple of songs written for that. Oh, okay. okay. Wow. Are they like period songs or something like that? Or yeah, it's kind of like a minstrels kind of things. I think. Wow, oh, that's cool. That's pretty cool. Nice. I'd be okay if it wasn't though. I think that's fine. Well, because they're like old timey Robin Hood. I know. Mice. I've read it. <laughs> <laughs> We also heard from Andrew Craddock. Andrew Craddock. Book club member. Yes. He said, am I the only person who reads the title Hellboy in Love? <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> in my heart. Yeah. In my heart, Andrew Craddock. Thaddeus Papke. Thaddeus Papke, book of glimmer. <laughs> I did it. You can't stop me. The series has probably- From acknowledging our book club members, John. The series has prompted me to go back and reread the novels with Stasia. I'm halfway through the Dragon Pool right now and loving it. Oh, we got a Stasia stand. Man. All um, right. I keep, uh, I got to check this book out. Everyone keeps recommending it. How many books are you going to check out? One. This one. I love that for you. <laughs> we'll start with this one. We also heard from Peter Winthrop. Peter Winthrop. Book club member. Mm-hmm. Yes. He said... How did he get the tuck sleeve over the right hand of doom? I think we talked about this listen, extensively. Listen, um, Thaddeus Papke actually responded to this. He okay. said, uh, I imagine some custom tailoring with hidden features under the sleeve. Yeah. Between the arm, tail, hooves, and general size, pretty much everything has to be tailored for it's him. It's got to be tailored, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I never really thought about the tail. I just thought I figured I just ripped his pants open and just like, <laughs> no, let that you shit fall have, out. No, there's a tail hole the way that there's pant legs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just point. a third pant leg. It's fine. Imagine getting your tail stuck in the... Oh, man, I got my tail in the wrong hole. Pant leg. <laughs> Pant leg hole. Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> I'll never. Mark Tweedo responded and said, Hellboy absolutely has a tailored tuxedo. We don't yeah. see it much, but he is a celebrity. And this taps into his comment about feeling like a monkey in that suit, because on those occasions, he would have likely been paraded like a monkey at events. Absolutely. His father definitely sent him to his own personal tailor to have that done. Right. 
and you he know, hated it. You know what I want to see? I want to see the adventures of Hellboy's Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> I would love some fan art of him with his arms out right, and like yeah. the measuring tape happening. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? He says, I get why Hellboy They're would doing have- his inseam. He says, oh, jeez. <laughs> He says, uh, I, get, I get why Hellboy would have some negative feelings he's not discussing here. And I like that Anastasia's giving him some positive memories to attach to wearing a tuxedo Absolutely. Now. He's so oh, self-conscious yeah. in general. And this is kind of, he's sort of young here-ish. Yeah. Still, right? I guess. Kind I don't really of. Know. I think we talked about this. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, he's, he's sort of self-conscious. He's sort of, you know, not really used to this kind of shit. So him getting a chance for a woman to genuinely sincerely not making fun of him being like this is very dashing and i'm yeah. attracted to you be like okay she's yeah. a monster fucker let's go with it it's yeah. fine i'm okay with it yeah. actually i'll be all right with this right is is nice that's it's good to see it makes for a very fun uh dynamic yeah yeah in the story we we're talking about hellboy in a tux and we heard from ryan yule ryan yule book club member yes mm-hmm. he said not from the book, but I have a Hellboy in a Tux by Mike. It was the cover of one of the sketchbooks. <gasps> oh, nice. Um, that's a Fun. good one. Yeah. Really nice. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Brian, for sharing this. Um, and then, Drew, lastly, we had a little bit of feedback from you. Book Drew member, Campbell? Yeah. <laughs> book club member. Yeah. Book club member. When you were giving me that research assist about Marconi, you said, now I have We Built This City in there, in my stuck in my head. And we were like, <laughs> what? what does that mean? <laughs> And so um, you you that's in the lyrics of the song. You posted a screen grab of that, right? Marconi plays the mambo. I like how we're both singing different parts of the song. Incredible. Yes. But it's incomprehensible to anyone listening to us. Yeah, they've Which heard, I'm fine with. I'm fine heard, with it. Of they've course, heard us before. <laughs> they know what they're in for. Who cares? <laughs> Yes, thank you so much, everyone. Thanks for all the feedback this week, or this month, I guess. Yeah. Thank you, And Drew. now it's time for our next segment. What do you see? What do you say? That's right. Hey. All right. Uh, what are you seeing and what are you saying? John's taking me to see Tenet, which I never got to see in the theater because we there was a big pandemic happening, and I never got to see it in the theater, uh, and I'm super excited. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty excited to see it, too. I've watched it. I've watched it a couple times. I've watched it so many times. And I never really started to... I feel like I didn't really start to get it. I don't understand that about you. I know, right? But I feel like I didn't really start to get it until like the fourth time that I watched it. The first time I saw it, I was like, I love this movie. This is a great movie and I love it. I mean, I liked it and I got it. You know, I mean, I got it from the beginning. But but there was a lot of it in the middle that Mm. I was like, what is... It's fine. You get it. I think you instinctually could follow it, but you don't believe in yourself enough. You have Mm. to believe in yourself. Is Is that part of that's all is. you have to do is you have to believe in yourself well it is definitely a movie that benefits from repeated watching for me it's great yeah you haven't seen it right Aubrey? i still have not seen it yet okay so i don't want to say too much about it are you a fan of that movie drew i haven't seen it either myself mm-hmm. oh, okay anyway um but we are gonna go see it this uh this sunday so that'll be really good nice I've seen that movie so many times but i've never seen it in the theater and i'm i'm really excited See it on the big screen. Cinema. I really think they need to release a lot of the, the those movies that came out during the pandemic. Re- I release agree them in the theater. with you. Yeah. Yeah. I know. As a child, I really liked Planet of the Apes. Did we talk about The yeah, first we, one. We talked about Original it, yeah. one. So we've been going through now the new Apes movies. Oh, we watched And this. so we're still making our way through those. Yeah, we watched um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Right. And so- uh, That's the one with Gary Just going through Oldman. those now. And uh, that's fun. 
Now, Kathy and I finished watching them a couple of days ago. They were so much fun. Yeah. I mean, that was just like, I, I can't believe I had put it off watching it for so long. The CGI really improves, too, I think, mm-hmm. like oh, from okay. the first movie to the second movie. Right I noticed like a noti- there was a noticeable difference, I think, in the quality of it okay. or whatever. So Very anyway. Cool. Um, are I just you like a- the idea of apes. Yeah. Running around, <laughs> having forming societies and being like these humans. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. You know, it's good shit. Uh, once again, I haven't gotten a chance to see him yet. Oh. Right on. Oh. I haven't. Right on. I haven't taken the time to see him yet. Well, you're the kind Can't of person. I haven't gotten the chance. And- yeah. You're the kind of person that you would have to go back and watch all the other ones, right? Before you could watch these. <laughs> Which I have or- done, by the way. Probably so, yeah. I have see, done. Yeah. I haven't. I have. I've, I've seen the first one with Charles it's and the, great. the original. It's so good. Um, I've seen parts of it, yeah. but I it's haven't so seen good. any of the it's rest. So of them. good, yeah. I saw the the Tim Burton remake. Oh, I saw that. I've never seen it, although I do know Paul Giamatti's in it. Oh, so okay. if I did watch it, it would be for him. That's it's got Marky Mark, right? Yep. Yeah, yes, it, it does. does. <laughs> see, that's a point against it for me. <laughs> I don't want to see that. Well, one thing that is really cool is like the main kind of like villain. Oh, one it's Tim Roth. It's Tim Roth. Yeah. Tim Roth is in it, and he yeah. he looks pretty awesome okay. in the makeup. He looks I might have awesome. to watch this now. He looks pretty cool in the, in the <laughs> Not ape really. makeup. Paul Giamatti and Tim Roth. Just YouTube I can it. excuse Marky Mark. Just YouTube it and just watch some clips on YouTube. Okay. That, it's, okay. It's not worth. All right. It's not worth movie. actually watching. Yeah. Okay. I don't think so. I will say, like so my 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 dad is responsible for me seeing so many cool fucking movies. And, and listening to so many rad albums like, uh, you know, Dune and Planet of the Apes and, and listening to like Led Zeppelin and The Cure and all this stuff. Right. And so like every time I fucking go back to watch a rad movie that we watch together, I have to call him. And so John is uh, sometimes he'll be sitting next to me on the couch. I'm like, I got to call my dad. I got to tell him we're watching this. <laughs> and it's he, he has been privy to just some of the most absurd conversations yeah. with my father. We got to have him on the show. One of okay. these things. I think that, <laughs> that would, would be, be fun. Yeah. Very interesting. We should have your dad on. Yeah. He's a character. He is. I rewatched Prey. I still haven't of, seen oh, that yet. That again? The, it's the, great. The, the, the Predator like um, sequel. Prequel. 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 Yeah, there you go. Okay, um, did you watch it in English I, or Comanche? I watched it in English. It, oh, okay. Why are you giving me a look? Because we did we did watch it in Comanche. I just rewatched it. Oh, okay. I rewatched it because I got the 4K for it. So sure. When we first watched it, though, we watched it in command. Yes, when we first watched it, this was a rewatch. Okay. Man, that movie is really good. Yeah, it's good. It's really good, and uh, but but I but I was thinking about our conversation about being a completionist, and I was like, there was part of me that I was like, well, I really should go watch the first two, you know. <laughs> The <laughs> you know the first two predators and then maybe I need to see the aliens versus predators no. and then I was like hey hey I like that movie yeah, I saw that in the theater and it was fun I saw it in the theater and I was like Ugh. <laughs> and then I was like uh, well this is different I like <laughs> shitty movies so sometimes right. don't I well which one are you talking about Requiem I didn't even see Requiem okay that that Requiem was better <laughs> it was good it was actually better that should have been the first one anyway. good with a lowercase g yes good with a lowercase g can I but, say that. Um, Fun is fun, better. Fun, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Is different from good, probably. But um, how seen, about that? I enjoyed watching it. Through? Are you a fan of the Predator movies at all? Yeah, the the, original, the, the second one. But that's it. Ah, okay. okay, okay. I think that that's all you need to see, though. You don't really need to see the Alien versus Predator. I don't think. Yeah. Well, uh, actually, I did see a Predator. That's right. The first, the first Alien versus Predator. I've seen that one. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's enough. I did want to see Prey. That one, that one looked really. 
It's a good one. Yeah, it is yeah. really good. It is really good. Other than that, uh, we start watching. Um, we're still watching True Detective, Night Country. Where we, I think we got one more episode of that so far. Hair been- came down. I was so fucking excited. I've been waiting for that. Yeah. Oh man, I've so, been waiting for that. They've been really teasing it, and I'm just like, ah, oh, the fucking hair better come down. Better come <laughs> down soon. <laughs> It did. Yeah. Spoilers. One more episode left. So, but so far, if you're waiting for that, if you feel, if you felt the tension like I did, yeah, the hair came down. Well, like I said, we finished watching the eight movies, but um, I read um, Spider-Man Life Stories. Oh, okay. By Chip Zdarsky and Mark Bagley. That was really good. Wow. Um, I've been wanting to read that. I've heard nothing but good things about that. Yeah, and for for those who don't know, it's like it's like six six or seven issues, and each. Each one, like it starts in the 60s and it's in the 70s and it goes all the way up to 2019 and it's like Peter is actually aging like he would normally. Right, you know? right. And it still hits on the major beats of things that happen. Like, you know, you get the clone, you know, Gwen and Mary Jane. Right. And it was actually really good. I, I would recommend it if you're a Spider-Man fan. Nice. Yeah. I am. So I definitely want to check that out. Started reading Black Hammer. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I got it. I'm in the, like the third issue. Okay. Or the fourth issue. I've been watching that. And then uh, we started Avatar The Last Airbender last night. Oh, okay. The animated yeah, one. The animated one. We have yeah. not seen it yet, so Kathy and I hadn't seen it, so we decided to watch it. And so far, we're enjoying it. Yes. That's a good one. I had not seen that until we started hanging out. And then, uh, yeah, we went through all of that, and then we watched Legend of Korra also, and that was really good. So, yeah, definitely a fan of that series. I love that I showed you that. Yeah. You showed me something. I showed you that. <laughs> oh, and speaking about completionist type things, okay. Normally, I'm not really. It's just not really. I listen to all of the Tool, Perfect Circle, and Pussifer albums. Okay. In the order that they came out, just okay. to kind of sort of hear Maynard's vocal progression from opiate to opiate squared. Okay. <laughs> which is the later. Yeah. <laughs> which was the, which happened to be the last one, last thing released, but you know, so. Right, right. Um, but like, you know, in like 2018, they put out a Perfect Circle album. In 2019, the Tool album came out. And then 2020, another Pussifer album came right. out. Right. So it was like, bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Anyway, I love that band. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Drew? What are you saying? And what are you saying? Uh, I've been watching the entirety of Star Trek. Fuck yeah. That's yeah. A, that's quite an undertaking. I'm in the late 90s right now. I'm in a, sort of coming towards the end of Deep Space Nine and middle of Voyager. Jeez. <laughs> what a time. What a time. I'd just say Deep Space Nine had some of my favorite Star Trek stuff in it. It's really good. It's this The whole like Dominion War thing is oh, pretty... so good. Are you going to throw uh, Galaxy Quest in there? I might watch it afterwards. Right on. Yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. We watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy with with the kid for the first time. How how old? Uh, uh, sixteen and eleven. Amazing wow. ages. Wow. For Lords of the Rings trilogy, <laughs> eleven. Oh, yeah. Amazing, amazing. You're such a yeah, good father. So I love that for them. It was fun. Um, good job, Dad. So then, so we we did start watching the Hobbit trilogy as well, but before that, in between, we watched the Goonies. So I they, love they could get, the Goonies. They could get young Sean Tim Astin. Screaming. And, oh yeah, young Sean Astin. There you go. You and also, um, they loved uh, Loki season two. Aww. With uh, lovely K Hui Kwan or whoever you say yeah. his name. And yeah, so, yeah. So they loved they loved seeing him in that too. So that was fun. Wonderful. 
Oh man, Goonies! I saw that in the theater as a kid. That was so much fun. Wow, yeah, that's, that's how old I am. That's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> um, Super also, fun. Also, in a in a strange coincidence, uh, I know last week on the other podcast, Wes said he was reading a book by Matt Emmons, uh, which I just started reading the graphic novel by him. Oh, nice. oh wow! Ooh. Called Gardener. Okay. Synchronicity. Very cool. So, yeah, it's pretty cool so far. Oh yeah, I also read the third issue, Our Bones Dust. Um, I haven't read that that issue yet. Um, hopefully mm. soon I can pick that one up. I've been listening to a lot of Animal Collective, going through the discography, basically. Nice. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I don't know if I ever really got right. into them. Yeah. What is that? What era does that span? There are they still playing today? Yeah, they still have stuff coming out. Um, they started right around two thousand or so. What would you? So I'm I'm not a completionist. When we were talking about Predator, like I had an inkling to go back and watch the other movies, and I was like, no, I just want to watch this one, <laughs> and I'm just gonna let myself enjoy watching this one. I've seen the other two. You've come a long way. You know I'll I mean? say that about you. Yeah. So like you know, I, I think didn't it's my influence it. of like, do... why don't you just fucking relax and watch a movie? Yeah. So I was like, no, I'm just gonna watch this one, and I did, and it was great. Yeah. And it made me want to go back and watch the other ones. I was Which like, is oh, fine. Now I kind of want to go back and watch different thing. Those, you know. You know, but I still, but I still haven't. You That's know? a different so there, thing than know. requiring yourself to slog yeah. through a bunch of movies to get to a movie versus you watch a movie and you're like, wouldn't it be fun if I watched a different movie now? Yeah, it's a different yeah. experience. Anyway, and now we're going to go on to our audio book club episode for the week. And this week we're going to be talking about Hellboy Plague of Wasps. This is a audio drama that was released on July 11th, 2023. And there's a whole cast. We're going to talk about it. And Danielle, you haven't really... Uh, you know, had the time to uh, unfortunately no, to, I haven't to, been able to, listen to participate to it. in this. But we did want to talk about the voices with you a little bit because we played some of the right. voices for you. You a played me scenes. a brief clip. It was about I want to say thirty seconds long. Right. Yeah. And I got to hear Hellboy. Yeah. Which I thought was fantastic. Hellboy is played by Scott McCormick. Did an excellent job. What do you think about Incredible that? Incredible performance. Wonderful. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Excellent. Very good. I'll be honest. When I um, first started listening to it and I first started hearing speaking, I was a little thrown off because we've heard a lot of different audio people do Hellboy's sure. voice. Yeah. But yeah. by the time I was done, I was just like, I was like, yeah, I know he's doing a good job. What, what did you think about the voice, Drew? I liked it. Um, I feel like he was kind of like slurring his words sometimes right which which threw me a little bit i wonder if that's the mechanic of maybe he was trying to figure out how well because hellboy Hellboy's mouth exactly thank you yes i wonder if he was speaking that way because he was trying to get into the physicality of the role which i respect yeah yeah it it didn't it didn't bother me it just it kind of threw me for a loop at first but uh, he's yeah, got yeah, kind of this really hey pilgrim thing going yeah. on a little bit <laughs> a little bit yeah. well Which it's is kind okay. of I don't, I don't mean this in a bad way no. but it reminded me of like ron perlman meets fred flintstone love a that. little bit you know what i mean <laughs> love that. because it had like a there was like a melodious quality to his mm-hmm. voice where he's like and there you go yeah <laughs> but you know what i mean his voice would do that his voice had like um 
that kind of inflection that kind of reminded sure. me of a kind of a sing song of a goofy sure. kind of you know kind of a goofiness to the voice but also you know that kind of deep register Absolutely, and all that yeah. stuff you yeah. know that you that yeah. you would love of the hellboy voice and like i was thinking like you know this is he's cowboy hellboy there you go yeah this is like quote unquote canon, right? Sure. Oh yeah. So like, is this <laughs> is it really then? So is if this, you have to put it in quotes, it follows the mm. the stories that are happening. It's canon adjacent. Well, it, it, no, apparently I mean, it's, it is it's considered. Canon. Yeah, it's considered yeah. canon. So like, then you just say canon. So coward. Is this like Hellboy's voice? Is this like his? Is it canon voice? You know what I mean? Like I don't know. My mind goes there. Like is this like officially what he sounds like? Oh my god! No, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, I thought all the voice actors were good. But we I thought wanted, it sounded great. But we, we wanted to get your take on what you thought of Scott I McCormick thought it was great. I thought, the, I thought he did a great job. I yes. thought everyone was doing a good job in that 30-second clip that I heard. Yes. Everyone was doing a good job. Yeah. All right. Now, I, uh, unfortunately, John, it is uh, incumbent upon me okay. to deliver the unfortunate news Yes. that there are too many Cajuns <laughs> on this podcast. Oh, right no. Now. There's too many Cajuns on this podcast right now. So I'm going to have to hand it over. Okay. To Campbell. Yes. The other Cajun on this podcast is going to take over. And and how are you? How what is your mode of transport to exit the show today? I gotta get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I did want to talk about this. Uh, I just finished this today. You know, it's about six hours, and we are going to spoil the, the the whole thing. The, the, the whole thing. So. You know, if you're looking for stuff to listen to, you obviously you're listening to a podcast. So, like, I recommend, you know, supporting it. You know, I talked about this a little bit when we talked about Hellboy Web of Word. Like, I think it's important to just support this stuff because, oh, yeah, totally. You know, um, then we get more of it and it lets people know, like, hey, Hellboy is a viable franchise. Like, I hate to think about it that way. Like, but that's how you get better quality stuff. You know what I mean? And so, anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it's important to support it. And, I did want to talk about that a little bit in a geeky way because, Drew, you got the physical version of it, which I don't have. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so it's a it's an MP3 CD. Um, oh. it's in like a it's in like a Blu-ray sized case, but it's orange instead of blue. Okay, nice. Um, it's kind of weird because you know as you listen to it, there's kind of like you can hear like a chapter break where the sound totally fades out and then fades back in. Okay, but. But that is not where the MP3 tracks break. Oh, okay. they just. Well, I, I think, I guess they do. They do break on those, but they also break in multiple spots in between. Yeah, and it's just like totally random. Like it'll be like in the middle of a word. Oh wow! So it's it's real weird. So I actually ripped it to the computer so I could have a digital version of it, just because it'd be easier to kind of go back to. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And and even even putting the audio clips like right next to each other there's like a little break in the sound so i had to do a bunch of little clipping and cutting to, to put the stuff together oh wow oh, wow kind of weird, like how is it so when you get the digital is it just one it's just one thing well or is it broken up into well where'd you get yours from Jeff? okay so i bought it from graphic audio from their website and so they have an app and so i just downloaded their app and i played it on that and it was just one long file but it did yeah. have points where it faded in and faded out um, within it. And I assumed that that's where the chapter breaks were. But I didn't have any chapter breaks, which made it, you know, kind of 
um, kind of frustrating at times because sometimes I just wanted to go back a little bit to hear something again, and I had to always go 30 seconds. And that was really my only way of navigating it, other than trying to scroll, which is impossible on a six-hour-long file, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, anyway, how did you listen to it? Uh, I got it from Audible. It's weird because like, when you look at it, like when your phone's locked, it just shows it as like one long file, but it has it's set up in chapter different chapter sections. Okay. And so like when you're looking at it um, in the app, you can actually see how much time you have left in that particular chapter. Okay. Uh, but it didn't really have to... I don't remember hearing that many breaks. Okay, but um, what, did the chapters line up with where the bre- word faded in and faded out? I see. I don't think it really did fade in and fade out on mine. Oh, okay, it uh, it kind of just kind of went because like I was just like, man, this is a really long chapter. How? What? Why? I wonder when chapter one is going to be done. You're in the middle of chapter two, and I'm like, oh, okay. When did that happen? Well, right. <laughs> so, how many chapters was it split into? Five plus an yeah. epilogue. Okay. Other than that, I would just say, like, I thought the production was pretty well done. Oh, uh, it was so much fun. I've yeah. never really listened to something like this. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, um, it was it was really cool. And, like, um, I don't know, sometimes my mind wanders a little bit. So, like, sometimes I would find myself, like, I was thinking about something and I wasn't really paying attention to what they were saying. So, I'd have to rewind it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my only issue with, with you know, anything like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Audiobooks, too, the same thing will happen. But yeah. But other than that, like, I was able to listen to it in, in large chunks and, like, um, you know, sometimes I I, listen, I drive a lot for work, so sometimes I'd, I'd be in the middle of something and I'd be like, oh, man, like, I have to stop now, but I want to keep listening to it. You know, something <laughs> weird is about to happen or whatever. Some guy's going to split, yeah. his chest is going to split open. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert. The, the, uh, well, we already gave a big spoiler yeah, yeah. alert, right? No, um, I actually listen to it in the car all the time because my mind does wander. And if I'm not actually actively driving, right, paying attention to the road, I can listen to it that way but if i'm like you know just sitting around i'll be like okay i'm gonna get on my phone yeah i'm gonna just do you know yeah because i mean I, i've listened to the sandman audio dramas and those are really good oh okay um, so is this like a similar thing to yeah that? kind of similar you know i feel like it, it was kind of like maybe listening to like like radio serials back from like the 1920s and 30s okay, and stuff like yeah, that yeah, yeah that's what i was gonna say yeah which actually fits well with the next the next uh, audio Lobster one Johnson. they did, the Lofty Johnson one. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I, I just started that one. <laughs> one thing I yeah, thought, I, I listened to that one. I, I haven't gotten into that one yet, but I'm definitely going to check it out after this one because I really enjoyed it. Um, I did want to talk about this a little bit. So Scott McCormick, he plays Hellboy. Um, he also directs this thing, and it's written by Christopher Golden. Anastasia Bronsfield is performed by Jasmine Hyde. Tim Crowther is played by Stuart Crank. Sophia Bolero by Carola parmigiano inspector barboza by sebastian zen juice <laughs> juice by uh sebastian zancarara probably saying that wrong eckhart is peter holdway ian williams is k alluvian and then there are some additional cast members um but those were kind of like the main cast yeah. in there and i thought they were all great you know i thought they were all really yeah. good um i really enjoyed like i don't know uh you know there were a lot of people with accents in there yeah and i didn't feel like they overdid it like i don't know when you can tell like sometimes yeah i know i know what you're saying with news reporters or something like that or i don't know you can kind of tell when someone's like exaggerating it to the point of parody almost and you know this felt very authentic to the region yeah definitely felt felt like natural yeah speaking yeah (laughs) people whose english isn't their first language but they're obviously grew up educated and you know yeah. and, and learned enough of it and you know and anyway I, I really enjoyed all the performances by 
the whole cast. Um, Anastasia Bronsfield is the is heavily featured. She's yeah, like she's the narrator, the narrator yeah. of the whole thing. So you hear that voice a lot. And I thought she did an excellent job. Yeah, yeah. Well, was... I, I was reading a, an article with Christopher Golden by uh, one Mark Trudell talking about these audiobooks. Oh, book club member. Um, <laughs> now he said that like when he was going to write the story, he's like, you know, Hellboy's more of an internal character, and you don't really kind of hear what his voice is, and so he had to have somebody to to be the right. the voice. So he's like. Okay, that's going to be Anastasia. Yeah, and yeah. so I was just like, okay, that's cool. And then like in the next one, it's going to be Cindy Tynan. Oh, uh, yeah. I love Cindy Tynan. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. so exciting. Yeah. So um, man, okay. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I really like the fact that it, it felt like she was recounting it. Yeah. At yeah. some points, like like maybe she was like writing it down or, or giving a um, debriefing or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess to kind of talk about the story, you know, I don't, I didn't sit through this beat by beat and write notes as I listened to it. Basically, I listened to about half of it, a little more than half, and then I just sat down and just started a stream of consciousness of like everything that I remembered. <laughs> and so I assume that like I don't have all the details. There were a couple things that really struck me that I had to like stop and write down, or I went back and listened to again, so that way. I was like, there's a reference in there. I know it. So I tried to get some of the references. I'm sure that there's a ton that I missed. So, and you guys obviously jump out. And if you have anything to add, because I'm sure that, you know, some of my memory is hazy on this. But basically, uh, Hellboy and Anastasia are are in Brazil, right? Right. Are they in Brazil? Yes, they're in Brazil because um, her friend, Dr. Oscar? Yeah, I forgot his. He's got a. Yeah. He's got a, a a last name that I don't remember, and I probably can't pronounce. Uh, yeah, he he disappeared, and so she's got to go over there and take take over his team. Right. And she brought Hellboy with her because uh, they're dating. Right. And so what happened is uh, there's like a river, and there are some rocks in the river, and the river is really low at this time of the year for some reason. It's exposed all these like interesting artifacts that people didn't know were under yeah. the water, right? These like etchings on the rocks that people didn't that, that had never been seen before. And at some point, they meet with this guy Crowther. I thought that he was really fun. He's like the comic <laughs> relief of the of the thing, <laughs> he was right? A little yeah, he was good. Yeah, they meet up with him. There's some fun talk in the car with him and stuff like that. I remember there being a couple scenes, right, where they're in the car talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's one scene where all three of them are talking, and then there's another one where Hellboy's asleep and he's like snoring through the whole scene. Yeah, right, and they're talking yeah, again. Right. That's another uh-huh. one. Yeah. All those scenes I thought were really fun. Um, some of the references that I caught there, they mentioned that Hellboy liked comic books Sky Captain, Tarzan, and The Lobster. Yes. And so yeah. I was like, okay, there are some fun references there. They also mentioned Edgar Rice Burroughs at some point. Like, mm-hmm. Hellboy was good friends with this guy, Oscar, that um, went missing. So. Yeah, because they, they, they bonded over pulp uh, stories from the 1930s and right. 40s and stuff like that in comics and all that. And, like, yeah. you know, Edgar Rice Burroughs, like, he's someone that I really like, but then I struggle with that because I know he was, like, a racist and all this stuff, right? But it's also, like, I feel better knowing that Hellboy liked that artist, even though <laughs> this is obviously fictional, but it's, like, yeah, <laughs> feel somewhat justified by that. So they go there and they check out that site and they meet all the team members, most notably this guy, Ian, who's, like, the other... He's all like... Ugh. I'm now in charge. Hellboy, yeah. if you're going to be here, you would have to do what I say. And he's right. like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And then um, <laughs> Sophia is part of this like regional organization, yeah, there, right, or something like that. Something to do with the rainforest. I don't remember exactly. She's like the yeah. She's like the government contact. I think. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, I really liked her character. I'll, I'll I come did back too. To that. Yeah. I thought she was one of the strongest characters in the whole thing. During this opening scene where they first go to the site, they notice these stovepipe dirt formation hive things coming out of the ground and Hellboy gets stung by wasp and at the time it's like a comedic thing right yeah he's yeah. all like it's like mm-hmm. oh then he, he gets stumbled and there's all these wasps on him <laughs> right exactly <laughs> so they go back to the hotel and uh, there's like a shower scene right there's yeah. like a, there's yeah. like a there's like a but that's the only time that they really um do well i guess at the end a little bit but there's nothing more I think that's the most where... Yeah, I mean, this, they don't go into a lot of detail, but, you know, like, there's a shower scene, then they go have dinner. Yeah, yeah. And then that's when they meet, they see Oscar just popped up 80 miles from where they were or something Right, like or something like that. <laughs> they see that guy. Um, some of the things that I remember from that scene, because um, at first Hellboy's like, I really want to go have a beer. So mm. I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, he drinks beer. But then later he talks about wanting a fruity drink with an umbrella in it. Yeah, why not? He's on vacation. I was like, that's cool, too. But I like that he enjoys a beer and he also enjoys a cocktail. You know what I mean? Like, who doesn't, right? (laughs) Are you a cocktail person, Drew? I mean, yeah. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a connoisseur. I don't don't drink a lot, but uh, I enjoy a fruity drink. What's your fruity drink? I couldn't. I couldn't tell you a specific one. You're just like the one with the umbrella, the neon one. (laughs) (laughs) Some some citrusy. There you go. Okay, I like um, I like a Moscow Mule. I don't know if that's really a fruity drink, but it's got ginger beer in it. Um, they'll put like some uh, mint in it sometimes. I don't know. What about you, Aubrey? Most of the cocktails I like are more like like old fashions and gin and tonics and all that. But I wouldn't say no to a fruity cocktail. Yeah. I like the tequila sunrise. Oh, there you go. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. I mean, I, yeah, no. I, mostly, I don't drink fruity stuff because it gives me heartburn. Oh, okay. You know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if Hellboy is bothered by heartburn, so he could probably have all the fruity drinks he wants. Yeah. Well, when he gets his maybe, my maybe age. a little bit later in the story, he is. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're having fun. They see that guy Oscar, and then he's all his his chest verse opens, and all the flies come out. They come out yeah. of his mouth, and they, it's very graphic. And the the foley the s- or whatever is so sound, Yeah. He just rips it's so open. so disturbing. It, it really is disturbing. Um, and the way that she describes it, like how his, his yeah. where his internal organs should be is just wasp nest. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. shooting oh wasp out and stinging people all over the place. And one lands on an Anastasia and Hellboy swats it off oh, or something. Oh, right. Like okay. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. That. I, did, I forgot that detail. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was that was really crazy, and I thought it, it was a good build up to that, you know. Yeah, um, I was like, "What is this plague of wasps going to be?" You know what I mean? Like the title is, you know, I'm like, "Is there is it going to be a giant wasp that they're going to fight, or you know what I mean? Like what's going to happen?" So, yeah, and we just think you know, a bunch of wasps. It's one of wasps they got to deal with, but no, they're inside of people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was like, I know there's going to be some evil magic wasps, but I didn't expect the inside of people part. That that part. Yeah. It was all like, man, that's creepy. When did Hellboy start hearing the buzzing noise? Okay, When right, did he mention yeah, that? Was I, it before or after um, Oscar split open? I think it was around there. Yeah, but they start yeah. mentioning well, so, Hellboy's stuff. Hellboy's experiencing some weird stuff. Yeah, when they went back to the hotel, he was, and they couldn't sleep or whatever, and he he was hearing stuff then. Oh, right. yeah. Okay. He, I think yeah. that was when they first mentioned it. Wow. Yeah. Actually, no, no. You know what? When they were driving in the car, he did say something like, "Do you hear that?" 
Oh yeah. And then, okay. and then he said, he said, uh, it's probably just the wasp buzzing in my ear, but it kind of sounds like he's talking about yeah. Anastasia talking because she was kind of ribbing him about something. Yeah. But then, right. like, then later it's like, oh wait, he really did hear something. That guy, did he snore? Did he do that for the whole? Because he snores for a, it's going on for a long time. I was like, wow, <laughs> like this guy really did that. I guess you know what I mean. Like for. Maybe they just looped it. <laughs> Maybe they just looped it after a while, and I didn't even notice. But man, I was like, "That's that's quite a performance. Yeah. That's, that's some commitment right there." So when do they meet the inspectors? Before, or after the? It's it's the next day, I okay. think. Right, yeah. the next day they meet Inspector Barboza. I liked him too. I thought he was pretty yeah. cool. He introduced because... himself as what is it, Juicemo? Something like that. And he's all like, "Do you, do yeah. your friends call you Juice? Not if they want to stay, my friends." And he just keeps <laughs> calling him that for the rest of the yeah. thing. Yeah. Juice. I really liked that. That was fun. So he's like the local authority, and we learned that there are multiple cases like Oscar, and they've learned that like there's like a chemical, like an epidural, and the wasp like yeah. inject you with that so you don't realize that they're taking over your organs yeah. and stuff like that. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, wow, that's holy shit. So, I feel like you would still feel something. Right, right, obviously. Well, well I mean, it looks like they, like Oscar was fucked up. I mean, it looked like they said he didn't look yeah. good. Yeah, and, and, he, yeah. and I feel like he also said something about like something about the queen or something like that. Oh, right, he said something yeah. weird. I forgot about that. She, she's, she's awake or something like that. Or, yeah, um, and then he fell to the ground and split open. <laughs> yeah, that was nuts. <laughs> well, yeah. they, they meet the inspector. They find out that uh, this has been happening, and he's there to go with them to see what the cause of it is or something like that. Well, yeah, and so they immediately go, oh, well, they have a whole team out there, right? Yeah. So they, they, they put on hazmat suits, and Hellboy can't fit into one. There's a whole scene where, like, you know, it rips or whatever, and they're like, oh, I didn't think about the horns, you know? And then they want to talk about the horns, and he's like, ah, I hate I'd rather this. don't talk yeah. about that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was all in all good, funny, funny banter. Yeah. Uh, and then they end up heading back the can the the dig site or the uh, work site or whatever it's called. Right. Well, at some point in there, they were also burning all the nests. Right. Is that that's before? when that's when they get there. Well, that's after. That's after, after they get right. There. So they so they get there. Well, it's gonna, they show up and and they find that the camp is deserted and they find some of the the team members had split open dead. Yeah. 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 Some of the ones that we had met earlier too. Yeah. I think another professor right. and like an intern or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And like NSA yeah. is like she was so young and just starting her career. Yeah. And now she there lays there with her chest split open and walls coming out. Yeah. Of her. And then that's I guess that's when they start burning the nest. And they were also yeah. like yeah. looking for the other team members that are missing. Eventually they start straggling in. Yeah. Yeah. Sophia. Sophia shows up soaking wet because she went in the river to avoid the wasps. Oh right. Okay. And so she said. The current took her like a couple miles downstream and she had to hike back. Yeah, so they come across some of the team members and, um, you know, there's this whole thing. They talk about the wasp. They tell them about everything that's happening. Um, and so Hellboy tells them that they all need to go back to the hospital, right? Um, or something like that. And they think that he should go too. At this point, he's continuing to act weird and stuff like that, right? But Hellboy is being drawn to the location yeah. of whatever this whole thing is, you know, being mastered by. Or So he decides to stay and he's going to continue the mission. And then because he's going to stay, Anastasia's going to stay. Barboza's going to stay because he's like... He wants to investigate it. He's one, He's like the local authority. And then... Sophia's Cr like, I'm I'm the only one who's been in the uh, rainforest. Right. But I guess... Uh, oh, and then Crowler. And Crowler. And he's... 
I think they hint to like he was with that intern or something like that, or they were. Mm. And so I don't know if it's like a vengeance thing or something like that. But he decides yeah, to go he, to. Yeah, he kind of says uh, he wouldn't be able to live with himself if he didn't do whatever he could to stop it from happening to anybody else. Or something oh, like there that. you go. Yeah. yeah. So that's like the core team now. You know, for the rest of the movie to say or whatever. The movie you, in you your know, mind. Movie in your mind. Graphic audio. <laughs> There's a great line in there that I remembered. There, all the lines are really good. The dialogue is really good. I mean, it's very well written. Yeah. Obviously, Christopher Golden does a great mm-hmm. job. Um, I wish that I could speak more to that. I mean, you really just got to listen to it, but it really immerses you in the whole world. Um, there are some great lines in there. I wish I could remember more of them. There's a lot of clever lines with Hellboy. There's some good banter, but one of the ones that I really liked was when they're talking about how Hellboy can sense where to go. Barboza says, are you magic or something? And he goes, or something. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. I like that. You know, there was just a lot of uh, good stuff like that where they're talking about him. Yeah. So they start burning all the nests and then they start heading into the um, forest. Oh, and then they strip off the, uh, the hazmat suits pretty quickly and they put on like beekeeper nets and oh something like that long sleeves when they find the abandoned village they mention roanoke yeah which is like the roanoke colony i'm always like looking for the historical references too so i was like okay i remember that no but when they hit that one village or that one place where it's like the natives and the wasps have just built nests out of them right so they find like an abandoned like uh, indigenous people's village and um there's this giant nest in the back it's it's encompassing like back of this main structure and then also like a tree and there's a bunch of people in there yeah and then when they started popping up i was like whoa fuck me yeah so they come to live right and like it, the rationale is like they're being puppeted by the wasps yeah. from inside which is yeah. like that's pretty freaky that really freaky <laughs> um hellboy says jeez i know in the, in that scene he said jeez which i was like ah i love that you know um coming back to that the stuff from the comics yeah but that was really fun all that was really cool i thought like again the the sound effects add you know a whole other element to these horror scenes i guess or whatever but the wasp don't don't attack hellboy right it's like they like that he's going there or whatever yeah he and, and then at some point like he notices a pattern right like he can see that off in the distance there are more nest. wasp yeah. nests that are like in yeah. a line. They're it's, all leading yeah. towards like some location. So he's like, "That's how we. Ha- that's the way that we have to go." Well, as and in, and as they're following through, they end up finding that uh, that cabin in the woods. Right. Yeah. Well, they also they find some other native tribes, right? That like some of them throw spears at them, and then they're like, yeah. um, and then there's one that talks about a goddess. Or they, oh, they right. warn yeah. them against a goddess or something like that. So all that happens. And then, yes, they come across this house in the woods. So they go inside. It's like not a primitive house. They're like, this is different from the village that we just saw. And yeah. they, they go inside and it's fucking Nazis. Fucking Nazis. <laughs> of course. They had to they, they had to get that into the Hellboy comics, right? So apparently <laughs> a bunch of Nazis did, that did happen, right? They all, a bunch of them did flee to South yeah, America. Yeah, they did, yeah. So, yeah. you know, this one is out there doing experiments in the jungle or whatever, which we've seen in the Hellboy comics. Um, which one is it? BPRD 1950, which one is the one with Alex Maleev? Oh, I can't remember. 52, that one has Von Klempt in the jungle, right? It's got yeah. like the, yeah. that, that's a great one. I really love that story. I mean, when he first walked into this place with and saw Nazis, like, are we about to get a Von Klimt reference? That's what I thought. That's but what then I he's like, going to be. Yeah. Then he's like, this guy Eckhart. Yeah, August Eckhart. 
And I, I didn't find any reference for him in the comics. Ha- has he been in the comics, Drew? Do you know? No, I don't think so. I okay. think he's new to this. When they're in the house, they find pictures of creatures. They mention six-inch versions of goblins with sharp teeth and a blue and feathered creature with a ropey proboscis and eyeless face. I was trying to think if... I think those are just weird descriptions. I was yeah. like, I don't think that's anything that we've actually seen. And they mentioned something about the Proteus Club. The Proteus Club. Now, that has been in the comics, hasn't it? I'm not sure, but it's the name mm. of the Lobster Johnson audio book. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, maybe I yeah. I don't think it's been in the comics. I think it's a thing that Christopher Golden probably created to oh. do this kind of storyline. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I'm excited. So that's how they're going to have a link that way. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Oh, that's really exciting. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay. So anyway, they do mention the Proteus Club. Oh, they also mention that uh, August Eckhart tried to abduct Hellboy three times and Professor Broom punched him off George Washington Bridge. Man, I would love to see that. I was like, okay, <laughs> let's see that one. That's gonna. Yeah. Th- that's a cool one. And Sophia finds more evidence of the Proteus Club. They were funding Eckhart. Hellboy mentions a novel called The Boys from Brazil. Do you know about this novel? I feel like I've heard of it before. So it's a thriller novel by American writer Ira Levin. It was also made into a movie in 1978. So basically, um, Mengele flees to the jungle to Brazil, and he tries to clone Hitler like a bunch of times. Oh, shit. And raise him (laughs) like a little boy. Or something like that. And then at the end of it, I think, like, all of them die. All the clones die, but one of them survives or something like that. And it's like, ugh. But anyway, it's called The Boys from Brazil. So Hellboy mentions that story when they find all these experiments, right? So I guess we find um, Eckhart, he was, like, experimenting on cryptids. And they find a notebook with all these weird cryptids in it and stuff like that. They're, like, flipping through it and checking all these weird animals out. They mention the Silver Lantern Club. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So they mention that. Um, they said Ireland 1959. That's a whole other story. I don't know. It, yeah, maybe yeah, that's just probably. referencing a, another story. Um, let me know if anybody has that reference of uh, Silver Lantern Club, Ireland 1959. Hellboy eats a shepherd pie with a Guinness while love, he's in Ireland. I love shepherd that's pie. That's pretty cool. So, oh, so he talks about a story. He's t- he's telling a flashback. He talks about being in this bar in Ireland. That's where he has the shepherd pie with the Guinness. And it's not great, but everyone's really nice to him. They have this whole point where he's, like, telling a story. It's really cool, um, and it really lets the guy that plays Hellboy, like, have a lot of fun, yeah. you know, doing the character and having this fun moment where he's telling this really, you know, elaborate story. And they're all like, what does this have to do with, you know, the Proteus <laughs> Club the entire time? Yeah. He talks about meeting a priest and a monk, and they spit at him in a bar where everyone else was, like, being really cool with him. Oh, yeah. And later they send a monster, and then Hellboy has to fight the monster. He ends up, like, impaling it on a fence, and then as it dies, it starts crying, and it says Proteus. Yeah. So Hellboy's like, I, that's all that I know about Proteus Club. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. But it made me think of, um, who's the guy that's trying to kill Hellboy when he's a little kid? I'm drawing That blank. priest guy. <laughs> yeah, the priest guy. He's in, like, the very first... Malcolm Frost. Yes. Malcolm Frost. So maybe, like, yeah. I don't know, maybe he's connected to that guy. They're always trying to kill Hellboy. Yeah. They find the journal with all the sketches of the monsters in the experiments. Hellboy thinks that Eckhart has something to do with the wasps. When they're going through the book, they talk about all these different um, creatures from folklore. And it was, and and uh, and some of them I caught, and some of them I just couldn't, right? So okay. they mentioned the Mapaguari a creature from Brazilian folklore. 
It's a human shaman turned into a hairy human cyclops. It is often said to have a gaping mouth on its abdomen and feet turned backwards. So uh, they mentioned that one. They also mentioned Mula Semkabesa. This is the headless mule. A woman in most tales was cursed by God himself for her sins and condemned and transformed into a mule. But it's a headless mule and there's fire coming out of its head. Where its head should be. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's okay. pretty cool. They also talked about Boitata. This is a Brazilian myth that's symbolized by a snake on fire or light. They mentioned Caipora. It's got the long mane. And it's smoking a cigar. It's very mischievous. That's what I could find on that. <laughs> and then there were some other ones that I couldn't make out. So there were two other ones that I was like, I rewound it several times. And I tried to type into Google what I thought she was saying, but I just, yeah. ah, I just yeah. couldn't. I remember doing the same thing. I would, I would love if they put out like a transcript of it or something, just so you can right. get those awesome. spellings and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Did you find any of those, uh, the ones that I was talking about? Yeah, I remember. I remember looking up those ones that you mentioned. I don't, I don't remember if I found any other ones. Yeah, there were two other ones, and I was like, ah, they're just too quick, and the pronunciation is too good, and I can't really make it out. There's a part where Anastasia is talking to Crowther and she mentions like, he's like, how are you so tough and all this kind of stuff. And she mentions being in Kenya during the Myanmar revolution. Oh, and right. Stuff yeah. like that. Okay. Um, that was another historical reference. She might've been referencing the 888 uprising. And then she also mentions being at the bombing at McGurk's bar in Ireland with her parents. Oh. <sighs> man yeah. or something like that and so that was also an actual tragedy that happened you can look that up but you know all those historical references i tried to like you know catch some of those were there any of those did you catch any other ones drew in there uh no i don't remember i don't remember any other ones so they they find out that this goddess b creature is called kamakuka that's the name of this goddess or whatever. That's when they find the cavern, right? Crowther finds the stairwell. Yes, okay. And then they go down there and then like something happens and it collapses, right? It was like a trap. Yeah. Or yeah. it was rigged or something, right? Didn't didn't something happen in like they like some sort of monster attack and like juice got killed? Oh, that's right. Yes, when it collapses. Yeah, so when it down the, when yeah. did when did that basement. happen? What, what when did that happen? Do you remember? Wasn't that in the basement of the uh Eckhart's house? Yeah. Okay, yes, that's where it happened. They came across some sort of monster. I I don't really remember what the description of that monster was. Sadly, I don't either. Yeah. And I was really sad that, that uh, uh, Barbosa got killed because I liked the character yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. But I was just like, well, of course he's going to get killed. This is a Hellboy story. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, um, I was really hoping that they were going to make it. But I was like, obviously some people are going to, you know, probably yeah. not going to make it all the way to the end. Uh, yeah, Christopher Golden doesn't seem shy about introducing characters to kill them off. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then it was after they started back on the path is when Sophia... She trips, and, and then the, all the wasps sting her, because they're like, they're not attacking them because they're going where they want them to go, or something like that, right? That's the yeah. rationale. Um, meanwhile, Hellboy's getting like more and more unhinged. He's like holding the side of his head, and... He's coughing a lot. Oh, right. At some yeah. At some point, he coughs up like a giant wasp nest or something yeah he right? starts yeah. coughing it out of him yeah okay so that was one thing is like so he gets stung in the very beginning and then this thing happens to oscar and then we learn it's an ongoing thing and so the whole time i'm like obviously hellboy's not going to burst open with wasps right so right. what's going right. to happen and the whole time i was thinking that they were going to set him on fire i was okay. like at some point they're going to set him on fire or something 
I it, don't know, but they're going to have to set him on fire, and then he's going to cough up like something. Or yeah, I was I was wondering. I didn't think about it being set on fire, but that's actually pretty good. But uh, I was like, how? I, I was like, okay, so they're going to find Kamakuka, um, and then execute it, and then the wasp will disappear. Oh, okay. You thought it was going to be something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, standard stuff. I guess. What, what yeah. were you, were you? Did you have any thoughts on that, Drew, as you were listening? Because I was just like, how are they going to get out of this thing? You yeah. Know? I didn't. I didn't really have any expectation other than they're gonna figure out something. Yeah. But man, they really. I mean, Hellboy really seemed to get like. I mean, he was in trouble. It seemed like. I mean, he was. Yeah. He he was like doing bad more than usual, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and the performance again was really was really yeah. good yeah, to yeah. Like convey all that. It was. Know? It was gross sounding. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> yeah. And, well, and, and I was gonna say like I don't know, listening to somebody cough and coughing up something like i think it would sound more gross like i think that they 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 found a line where it conveyed that it was unpleasant but it didn't it wasn't unpleasant to listen to entirely you know what i mean like if it's too gross like it's just like i don't want to listen to this but it never really got to that point for me you know what i'm saying yeah no like they didn't have him like gagging like you know what i mean like making horrible gagging sounds or you know, but yeah, it, it, very, it got the point across. Yeah. It was a very, like, dry-sounding cough. There you yeah. go. Maybe that's what it was, right? They were like, yeah. <laughs> and then um, after Sophie gets stung, she's like, I can already feel them crawling oh, around in man, me. Oh, man, that was kind of stuff. awful. I just felt yeah. so bad for her. And I was like, that was when I started to become invested in that character. And I was like, man, they're going to do something. And they keep telling her. Yeah. They keep telling her, don't think about it. We're going to figure this out. And I'm like, they are going to figure this out. I believe that this team is going to figure it out. You know, and and whatever, and anyway, spoiler, they they don't. <laughs> she has one of the most horrible deaths, and it's just like ah, that felt so bad for her because she was so terrified. That's how I would have been. Yeah, you know, what I mean, I would have been yeah, like, oh my knew god, what was gonna this happen. is going to happen to me. I should just kill myself because I oh god, all of that was but then inc- incredibly realistic yeah, and just the like, performance was so so good. I mean, yeah. it just really makes you feel like. Oh god, this is awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, man. Like someone actually going through it consciously, knowing what's going to happen and seeing it. Right. Have seen it happen already, and it, uh. yeah, it's just. Ugh. <laughs> so eventually, they come to this uh, large ceremonial chamber, and they see this big statue of a woman in the middle. Um, and they also see like a bunch of wasps doing like weird shit in there and stuff like that. They're all like in a big ball or something. They're all yeah. trying to get at mm-hmm. something, and then like the wasp ball starts talking. That was right. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, I was like, "What?" You know, like that was really. I was at first. I was like, "What?" <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they're doing this." But then it was also like, "This is pretty cool." I don't know. Like, yeah. you know, and my mind settled into it where I was like, "Actually, I don't know." It just seemed a little uh, too absurd. But the more that I thought about it, and then again with the performance, you're. Yeah, you're when it starts talking and stuff like that. It it sounds like they've done an effect to his voice to make it sound like a bunch of different wasps. Oh yeah, they add it's that weird yeah, and creepy. Really cool. Yeah, what did what did you think about that reveal that he's that Eckhart is now a wasp? He's a wasp man or something like that. Okay, it actually it made me think of Spider Man and his amazing friends. There's one episode <laughs> where they're fighting this character the swarm Swarm, yeah and i remember watching that as a kid and being scared shitless oh okay yeah and so like what i that that's immediately what i thought of you know it's just like wow. a person made of wasp and talking and just there's like, um yeah. there's that scene in you remember constantine have you seen that movie yeah 
um, where he fights. I forget which one he fights in the street, and it's made up of a bunch of bugs. Vaguely. I've only seen it once. Okay. Do you remember that same Drew? You know what I'm talking about? Vaguely, yeah. Okay. I thought about that, too. Yeah. Um, what did you think about that reveal, about the Eckhart is a wasp man? I mean, that was, was pretty nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. It was, that was one of those times when it was like, I don't know if my mind was wondering, or I just... I, I, I didn't quite follow the description at first, and then he started talking. I was like, whoa, hold on. I had to go back and listen to it again. I was yeah. Like, yeah. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. It's Eckhart, and he says um, he actually is not there to serve Kamakuka. He he wants to kill her. Yeah. And he's been he's trapped there somehow, right? He oh, went there because the wasp won't go any further than where he's at, that room that he's in. Right. So yeah. um he's trapped there and underneath all the wasp he's just like bones and whatever's left of his corpse or whatnot. Yeah. But he tells him he gives him an exposition dump and he tells him about the heart. Talk about that a little bit. Uh, he describes it about no bigger than a pear, but it looks like a it's a wasp's nest, and the the queen herself is in that heart. Right. And then they have to go and destroy it. He took the heart and he like buried it in the river. Yes. And he yeah, put a big yeah. rock on top of it. Oh wait, Sophie gets possessed at one point. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, well, she starts getting possessed by the queen. Yeah, or by Kamakuka. Right? Yeah. Um. So Sophie gets possessed and. And in that, at one point, Anastasia tries to grab Sophie and hold her back from doing something, and then she gets stung by a bunch of wasps. Yeah. So it's like, ah, you know, they, they've all been stung now. And that's and th- that even at that point, I was like, well, if they've got Anastasia... They'll, they'll, they'll be able to fix them both. They'll be able to fix them both, but no. Nope. Soon after well, that... Uh, she splits open right after that. Right. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> like, well, the wasps start coming out of her eye, because at first they were like... The wasps are coming out of her mouth, and I'm like, that's not too bad. And then they're like, and then it bursts out of her eye, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh, right. man. That's I was like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. The point of no return. <laughs> and when she's possessed by the queen doing that voice, it's just yeah, uh, unsettling. Well, and that's one of the things that she was scared about. She was like, look at their eyes. I don't want that to happen to me. And then it totally did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And was it when she was possessed that um, she caused the wasp to go away from Eckhart? Yes, yeah. something like that. So then it's he's he finally dies, which he wanted. So he's just kind of like nobody's yeah. going to mourn a dead Nazi. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> it was th- th- I thought that that character was interesting because you thought that that Hellboy was going to have to fight him, and then he just ended up being like, "All right, bye." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, well, I guess you're dead. Yeah, so that's he, fine. He told them the information they needed to solve the problem. Exactly like. right. Yeah. yeah. So he did actually help them. Might be the most helpful Nazi they've ever had. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it, he told him what they needed, and then he died. Perfect, yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, at some point, Crowther runs off. Right, it's around this point where he runs off. Yeah, he's like he freaks out. He just can't take it anymore. Yeah, so he leaves. Yeah. Anastasia and Hellboy they follow the river out. I think at that point they're like they start following the river out, and of. Wait, isn't there another... Well, they... they, they... Well, that's when they, they're going to have to go find the heart. They find the heart. Right. And, Hel- and that's where they notice there's another statue being made. Yeah. Um, and, there's yeah. a new body being made right next to where the heart is. And so what we learn is, like, it was buried there by Eckhart. And when the r- level of the river went down, it amplified the power of whatever was buried down there. So that way yeah. she could start getting her wasp yeah. or whatever. That's why they were like, she's awake, all that stuff. Then, uh, But then like when she's holding the heart, she starts getting controlled where she can't. 
Yeah, it's like do anything to destroy it. It's like as soon as either one of them touches the heart, it's like they can't do anything to destroy it. And in fact, they're trying to put it in the in in, the body of the wasp. And when they finally do, there's like a squelching sound. You know what I mean? There's all that. There's there's some really interesting sound effects for that, um, which were a lot of fun. Yeah, but eventually they have a big fight over it, right? And during the fight, Mm -hmm. they kind of. Anastasia goes down into the river and uh, it reminded me like of the one ring or something like that because they talk about like she's drowning and she doesn't even care that she's drowning. She's just trying to get this thing. Yeah. You yeah. know, so right. the, the the rationale is like, I guess Kamakuka is trying to get anybody. That's what that's why she's possessing all these people because she's trying to get somebody to go and retrieve this thing, I guess. Yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. that's how she's controlling them. So all that was pretty interesting. So Anastasia washes further up the river and pulls her out of the river, right? So right, yeah. that's where we meet mm-hmm. up with him. She's like gone a little bit ways down to where he is. And we, and there's this whole scene where she's like trying to cough up the water and they could really draw it out like her recovery. And then at the end of it, she realizes she's still holding the thing. I thought that, yeah, that she's was still nuts. holding that heart. Yeah. I thought that yeah. was pretty, a, a pretty cool reveal. Um, right, right. there. And then Hellboy pops up. Well, and she she talks about she can't even close her fingers around it. You yeah, know? like she can't even like try and crush it or do anything. Hellboy shows up. There was a cool reveal there. They mentioned that he's wearing a Cure shirt from. Yeah. She took him to go see the Cure in like Norwick or something. Like that. I'm like, what? That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. This whole time. He's been in a Cure t-shirt this whole thing for five hours or whatever. I've been listening to this thing. Like, it's like, wow. Nobody mentioned that. Nobody said, the like, oh. One mentioned it. I was like, What's oh. your favorite Cure song? You know what I mean? Or, do you know, what was it like? I wonder what he, how he enjoyed the concert. It's just oh, like, I, I love the idea of the Cure singing, like, these sad songs. And then out in the crowd, there's this one big red dude <laughs> <laughs> standing out. <laughs> A single tear rolling down his cheek. Uh, yeah, tell us what you th- what Cure song you think Hellboy likes. We should ask Danielle that. We should call her back in here and ask her that. But man, I thought that that was a cool reveal right there. I was like, what? I also like the idea that she took him to this concert. You know yeah. what I mean? That's a, just a fun, like, when they show, like, montages of them doing stuff. Like, I would just love one frame of that. You know what yeah. I mean? Let me see what that looks one like. One frame of them at the Cure concert. Uh, you know, that would be so cool. Well, they already went to the punk show the first time they met. Yeah, oh, yeah that's true, that's right. right? Yeah, so there's some precedence there. That, I like that. That's really cute. So, but Hellboy's finally able to crush it. Yeah. You know, he, at, at, he's able to get it from Anastasia, and they describe it really cool. He, like, holds it in his hand, in his right hand of doom, and then he, like, punches the ground and crushes it like that. Yeah. And um, I imagine there would have been a boom if it would have been in comic form. I was like, that's where we would have got our right hand of doom boom. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it talks about how the, the nest cracks open and then the wasp queen comes out, flies a little bit, then drops to the ground dead or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then they're like, there's a whole part where they're like, is she dead? And I'm like, just squish it. Like, <laughs> just get it between two rocks, you know what I mean? Or something like, God, I would make sure if it's a wasp that we're talking about and it just did all this stuff and it's making people's chest burst open, like just squish it and between two things and make sure you know what i mean squish it then take some of that gasoline and set it on fire there you go that's what you gotta do man or just set it you don't even set it on fire to begin with like just do that and then this is when we find out that the the wasps are still building the nest in anastasia oh right so it didn't do what you thought is like once they killed it it, you know that's i forgot what they call that when that happens in movies but 
It's like um, at the end of Avengers. You yeah, know, it's like, just like, ooh, the off switch. Yes, everything. Or they do it in um, they do it in Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, so that's like just a popular trope. But yeah, and I think I think there's even a name for it. But I, yeah, they didn't do that. So the Wasp are still. In, and then I'm like, so uh, oh, we also reveal that like they can't burst out of Hellboy, and that's why he keeps coughing him up. Right, is because yeah. like he's just built differently i guess he's too strong so even if they tried like they couldn't and so he's just able to cough it up yeah i was like that's pretty cool i mean i still wish that he would have been set on fire at some point but you know i guess i don't know i was like that's the only way they're gonna be able to do it but whatever (laughs) well then anastasia blacks out and then when she wakes up it's like a couple of days later and they've done surgery to remove them and all right so i wonder what happened there because it almost seemed like it was about to happen to her yeah it seemed like that's where they ended it like it was about to happen she was about to split open and the two wasps came out of her mouth yeah and then she passes out and then we cut to she's in the hospital like it's kind of like well what happened there you know what i mean like i don't know it's a long journey back to the hospital (laughs) exactly you know what i mean like wow like I, i don't know did did Hellboy just knock her out? And he's like, he's like, if, look, if you're unconscious, maybe you, that'll just pause this, you know, until we can do something. Like, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, um, I don't know. I didn't mean that in like that would be that that it's funny for the, you know what I mean? Maybe he used like a, yeah. maybe he like um injected her with something. <laughs> Not that that's any better. <laughs> what am I saying? On fire. Like he yeah. had a, like he had an EpiPen with him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, maybe he had a EpiPen with him or something. Like, what happened there? I, I, I just that that was something where I was like, I don't know. Maybe she just fainted and and then they yeah. got to the hospital as yeah. quickly as they could. But and then I was wondering, like, what is that? What does that scar look like? Like, where did they have to cut her open? Because the wasps <laughs> were like all inside, right? So like, were they able to make like a tiny incision and pull the whole nest out in one thing or? Is it like you got this giant gash going down your body? You know what I mean? Like, I, oh, and this is also like the 1980s, so you know they don't have as good of micro technology yeah, like they do these days. I was just wondering, like, what does that look like? Like, I guess they probably had to X-ray her and see, yeah, what was. So maybe it wasn't that bad. I don't know. Saying, she was coughing up wasps, so it seems like there was wasp. It would be considerable, but I don't yeah. know. I mean, maybe they, it was just as simple as pulling it out, or I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think about this stuff a little too much, but I was just like, because she talked about being sore from from surgery and like, what did they? How did they cut her open? Shit, I don't know, man. Yeah, and then they talk, and then they decide that they're gonna. Oh wait, Hellboy talks about how he called her boss and Professor Broom, and how they both were all like, she wouldn't have gotten into this trouble if it hadn't been for you. And he's all like, fuck off. All right. Well, <laughs> and they, and well, that's stupid, and they even mention it because. Both of them have come to the conclusion that, yes, you know, like if he hadn't been there, it would have been worse, you know? What yeah. I mean, she exactly. would have gone there. She would have gone there by herself. And I mean, frankly, without Hellboy, like, int- like if you think about it, you know, Hellboy only made it all the way there because he's Hellboy. Yeah. He, right. he, he, that's the only way that he was able to, like, l- survive long enough to lead them all the way to where they needed to go to find all this stuff out. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This stuff was happening anyway. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, there are several points where they want to turn back and stuff like that when they're on the mission. And, like, I really felt for those moments, too, because, yeah. you know, it's just kind of like, ah, I wouldn't want... After they see those people split open and then come alive with the wasps, they're like, let's get out of here. But <laughs> they realize that, you know, they, they won't make it anywhere without Hellboy. And it's kind of like he has to be there. That's the only way that they're going to survive. So. Yeah, 
There's that know. that one part where they're talking about jumping in the river and floating down, and Hellboy's like, "I'm not going to stop you, but what's going to happen? You're right. going to stay under the water the whole way." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, all that was really good. Um, I'm trying to think if I have anything else. Those are about all the notes that I have. Did you guys want? Did you have anything else that you want to talk about? I guess I, maybe that I skipped over. Any other references that I missed? No, not that. I, well, they end up going to Greece. Oh right, Santorini. Yeah. <laughs> right, so. They're going to go to Santorini. There's a whole cute epilogue with them. He's talking about, like, we're not going to Mykonos. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, of the nude beach. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I wonder when that... Um, there, there's one that's set in Greece, right? Night of the Cyclops? I wonder when that uh, takes place. I thought place. that was Dragon Ball was the one everybody was saying it was in Greece. Well, yes, but there's also a comic, and we haven't covered it yet because it's um, it hasn't been collected yet. It's called Night of the Cyclops. Have you read that one, Drew? Yeah. Yeah, but there's a there's a cute scene at the end where they kind of talk about going on a regular vacation, and then apparently what's going to happen is, you know, I guess if you've read Dragon Pool, I guess you can't really spoil it, Drew, but um, do you remember what happens, what they're referencing that's going to happen in Santorini or whatever? I, I haven't read that one in a long time. I, I need to reread it. I've re- I reread the, uh, the other two, but I haven't read that one in, in yeah. years now. Yeah, I mean, I imagine that they're going to come back to this or, you know, that that's where I'm kind of like, ah, I guess I need to read this book so I can figure out. Now I want to know what that is. But overall, I mean, I thought this was really enjoyable. So it's pretty much like I listened to it all week this week. I was kind of late on gain on this. So, you know, when I knew that we were going to cover it for the podcast, like I just started listening to it and I actually just finished it like an hour and a half before we started recording, you know what I mean? Like at 6 p.m. today. So... But it was great. I, I really enjoyed it, and yeah. I would yeah. highly recommend it. I mean, I think that I, I definitely want to check out this Lobster Johnson one, and just really cool that we get something like this. You know, I think yeah. at, at one point, I think Matt Strackbein had suggested we do something like this, and it's just kind of like it's a lot. You know what I mean? To be able to to be able to do all that, and and it's really done with such great quality. Yeah. Um, when yeah. I when I downloaded it on that graphic audio app, it said. Download in high quality or regular quality. I was like, oh, that's oh, yeah. fancy. So <laughs> fancy. I guess it's like, uh, you know, if you're doing it through their website, I guess you, I guess you have the option of some, you know, higher resolution listening experiences. Maybe if you have like a <laughs> nice setup or something like that in your house and you want to listen to it that way. Yeah, I don't know. Can you, you imagine? The surround sound of people being torn open by wasps. I know, right? It's just like ah, I'm gonna lay, I'm gonna lay down on the couch and put this on with my surround sound and just and just put the theater in my mind, and then you're just like ah, jeez. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. I wonder if anyone's listened to it like that. Let us know if you've uh, how you've how you listen to it, how you've listened, how you've enjoyed theater of the mind with this. It was really cool. I mean, I was really yeah. able to get into it and i felt like i don't know i i I really didn't know if this was going to be like a chore or you know but i ended up enjoying it a lot more than i thought i was going to i'll just say that you know it was really great yeah good yeah i I, I had no idea what to expect but i i was i was very very surprised at how how much i enjoyed it yeah and and i think it was something like this it's easy I don't know, to be annoyed by stuff where I was like, is this going to be annoying? Like, am I going to like the voices? You know, like that was, right. to be honest, like that was the main thing that I was thinking. Like, yeah. You know, is this going to be annoying? But like, man, it was, it just really authentic and good and, you know, just a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, And it had those Hellboy elements, you know, it had all the, 
the humor, the banter, you know, and all that kind of dry quirkiness. But then it also had like the graphic, weird, fucked up stuff that you love and the historical references and everything. I know that there's some more that I probably missed in there, but man, I I was impressed with the amount of historical references and folklore and all the different things that they pulled from for this. Yeah, no, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was a it was a fun thing. Once they first announced it, I was like, oh, that's exciting. But then again, I already listened to like audiobooks all the time. Yeah. And some of them have full cast recordings. So, yeah, you know, yeah. sound, the, the foley, you know, oh, man, the, the sound when they, they ripped open just... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that stick with you. Yeah, all I mean, all, all, I really enjoy, and like you said, it it falls in line with just all the other Hellboy stuff, and I like how it's almost kind of a direct sequel to Hellboy in Love. It really is. I forgot how long it takes place after it. I think the next year, something like that, right? Yeah, because okay. it's like uh, yeah, they've, yeah, they've been doing stuff in between. Right, right, and I guess we'll we'll hear more of that maybe in the comics and stuff like that. So, yeah. man. I just I, I also really enjoyed all of the uh the stuff from Anastasia's perspective about like Oh yeah. Why she loved you know, what she loved about Hellboy and Oh yeah and how you know, sort of her insights into his feelings about how he, like, you know, wanting to be human and wanting to be just like a normal person and, yeah. and just all the stuff about, about their their like emotional connection I uh, thought was really Yeah really I'm, good. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, she has an insight into stuff about Hellboy that only you would tell someone if you were in a person, like an intimate relationship with them. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And, and Hellboy is never going to tell us that stuff. So right. this is kind of our only window into that side of him. Yeah. And I thought that was really a unique perspective that we haven't gotten in the comics. And uh, it was just a cool way to, you know, add another dimension to the yeah. character. And Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm glad. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, I thought that, that was really cool. Part of her narration is kind of describing all those things. I just remember that one point she talks about wearing her Yankees cap and it brushed the ceiling of the cave that they were in. Oh right, okay. Like, they mentioned the Yankees cap. I, like, I forgot. I, I didn't even. I didn't catch that that they mentioned the Yankees cap. But yeah, of course she well into it. She would have still been wearing that. Yeah, of course. It's like, oh yeah, she's wearing that thing. If you haven't listened to it yet, and you're it's something you'd like, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Just, I mean, you're listening to podcasts already, so, you know, it's definitely <laughs> worth the money, you know, and I think even then, even then they've had sales, occasionally yeah. it goes on sale, so hopefully you've had the opportunity to pick it up, and if you've picked it up and haven't listened to it like I did, um, and hopefully this episode will motivate you to, to check that out, because it's definitely worth it if you're a fan of the comics. Yeah. You'll enjoy Absolutely. it. Yeah. All right. I'm excited to hear what you guys thought. Let us know if you set up your surround sound and sat on the couch with all the lights off and enjoyed it like that. And now Aubrey's going to tell you all the things. All right, everybody. That was our description of a Hellboy audiographic novel. (laughs) (laughs) Have you read it? Share us your thoughts. You can send us a Hey You Damn Guys at HellboyBookClub at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at Hellboy Book Club Podcast and on Instagram and Twitter at Hellboy Book Club. You can also find all of our resources on our Podbean website and our link trees on our socials. As always, a special thank you to Paul from God of Harm for the listener feedback theme. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Our theme music is from Only Beast. They just came out with a new album, Long Con. Check them out. Really good. Thank you, Aubrey. Very good. Ah, thank you, Drew. You can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And when you're there, open it up and give us a five-star review. Every little bit helps. And if you like what you're hearing, tell a friend. Have them join the book club. Everybody wants to be a book club member. Do it. Next week, we're going back over to Book Club Member Comics. And we're going to be reading Harrow County 
abandoned. We're going to finish that story up. Yes. So you guys know what to do. Pull out them uh, back issues trades. I got some beautiful library editions I'm going to read. And join us next week over at Book Club Member Comics. And we'll be back next month on Hellboy Book Club Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm the podcast substitute Cajun. <laughs> and I'm going to be loving this saying, well, I guess the ladies just dig me. Yay. Really good. That was a good Hellboy, Aubrey. Wow. That's awesome. You should have played it. <laughs> they wouldn't meet my price. <laughs>